Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Reading My Writings podcast, where we explore the imagination of a younger me. My name is McKay Nielsen. And I'm Jordan Hansen. And any more of that song and Disney or, wait, no, it's Tiffin Spielberg? Whoever owns that's going to come after us. Oh, he's coming. Oh, no. He's coming. He's, oh. I just got a, oh, sh- you know what? I just got an email notification. From E.T.? The E.T.? From, from S. Spiel. Ooh. S. Spiel. The, no, from the Berg. The Berg? <laughs> from the Berg. Oh, no. I don't think I can handle him. Yeah, we've had enough, uh. We've had enough curveballs today. Uh, I don't know if I could handle Spielberg coming after my butt. Right, my goodness. For legal reasons. Right. We had our entire internet go out, and you don't realize how much you like need the internet until you don't have it anymore. Yeah, so work, gone, can't, unpo- unable, couldn't connect to my work, so that, that was the whole day. Can't watch anything, unless we have physical stuff, which we have some physical things, but... It, convinced, it, it, it got us to finally finish our DVDs of Heroes Season 1, so yeah. that, there's something. That, looking for the, the, looking the for silver the linings, yeah. Oh, so what do you have for us today? Well, I think you know that a yeah. little bit, Jordy. <laughs> yeah. He sang the, th- uh, the theme song in, in relation to it. Yeah, I'm super excited. I honestly don't know what to expect from something like this, but I'm excited to get into like a series again. Yeah, I, I am too, and I'm hoping it'll be well-received. Our other one we did was a three-parter, and it was kind of like different portions of the Petri Mysteries, right? There was, I think, one was like, Two split into two parts, but the first one was like a, a rougher draft, you know, a smaller thing. Right. But all, what they all had in common was unfinished. And what I've aimed to do with this one is finish it. And that's actually something I've had to do in the present. So this was a previously unfinished story I had about, let's see, I had started, I had just started the third chapter when writing this. And so from there, and using copious, is that the right word? Notes, copious notes that were in my little folder of like things that I had planned and like creatures and ideas for the series or, you know, the book. I used all that and I tried to, you know, really hone in on that and use that to my advantage and to make it as authentic as possible to what the the book would have been. Well, I really hope it stays true to your vision, and I'm excited to see what that entails. Um, And then before we start, I do want to give a shout-out to everyone who voted in our poll. Oh, the Santa poll. We didn't get any clearer, because it was still a tie of 50. Yeah, it ended on a tie of 50-50 on Twitter, the Is It Weird to Love Santa poll. So we're still unsure. I'm still on... I am fine with my... Definitely have to revisit this thought later, but I'm excited to see what uh, E.T., Mr. Berg, or Mr. T. Uh, has in store for us. So what's the full title of this called? We will be getting into the multi-part short novel, and it is called Kevin, the Polygamist E.T. Lord. Goodness. Let's do this. Yes, yeah, so welcome... Welcome, everybody. We hope you're excited. Um, 
just around the cusp of the end of sixth grade, I think, um, getting into the seventh grade. But it's definitely, I was uh, 12 years old. Mm, okay. Um, and we're going to have each part where we're going to aim to, we're going to see how this goes, um, each part be a, a different chapter. So we are starting with chapter one, which is titled... Kevin's sick, twisted plan. Oh no! I I warn you, it, it's a little weird and no, no, no. You don't, you, don't, you don't need to warn them. They are aware of how weird your stories can get. My I, goodness, I'm worried about the violence. There's a violence. Yeah. I mean, someone straight up died in the Petri Mysteries. So, I mean, how much worse can it get? <sighs> Kevin sneaked downstairs. Snuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna get through this, Jordan. <laughs> if you're if you're having me stop at the second word. <laughs> hey, I hear a problem. I, I point Isn't out it a problem. Sneaked, like, sneaked kind is not similar a word. to hanged. Hanged is not a. Is it, it is. A person hanged themselves. It's not hung. Is hung a word? Yeah, if they're gifted <laughs> in some capacity, that could be a word. So but sneaked isn't a word. It might. It might be snuck. Right, uh, right into the pole. <laughs> sneaked or snuck. Kevin sneaked downstairs and tiptoed into his parents' room. Kevin Sullivan is an evil kid at the age 13, and he has no other goal than to kill Marty. You see, Kevin loves Sadie, and Marty does too. So that is the horrible truth of Marty's rival. But more info will be discussed later on. I need a little snack for the road, he whispered as he opened his mom and dad's room. <laughs> the door creaked as he licked his lips. His teeth got sharper and sharper with each hungry step. Then he bared down his jaws on his mother's nose. What? Blood trickled down his mom's neck, dropping on the pillow. She flinched as Kevin's claws stabbed through her neck. She caught... <laughs> I'm sorry. She coughed up red fluid as her sweet, gentle blue eyes rolled to the back of her head. Delicious, he said as he left the room. <laughs> oh, God, Sullivan just killed his own mom. There is no other horrible thing to do than that. Listen, I'm trying real hard to find a funny in here. <laughs> it is pretty gruesome. I, that's why I was warning you, Jordan. But why? Why would the kid do such a thing? Tell me. Because okay. he was the polygamist E.T. Lord. That answers nothing. The man of no mercy. Okay. <laughs> As Kevin's backpack was flung across his back, he reached into his left pocket and pulled out an expensive, eccentric-looking flute. He brushed his lips against the mouthpiece and blew... A catchy tune echoed through the streets as three blue spiral portals appeared, revealing three hideous E.T.'s. They were brown, skinny, long-necked creatures with dark powers. What is happening? It's the story. <laughs> okay. He just summoned three E.T.'s. His rival is Marty, right? He wants to kill Marty. He wants to kill Marty, so right now we're just focusing on Kevin. What's his plan? Oh, we're about to find out. Okay. But Wait, he is needs... he polygamist with the E.T.? It's unclear. <laughs> it won't... Are, are these three that he summoned his... <laughs> Uh, spouses? You'll be, uh, 
it doesn't dwell it doesn't really delve into the polygamous part of things it was just thrown in there okay to make it the most obscure absurd title i think i think it was at the time i was 12 and i was learning about the concept of polygamy mm-hmm. like just because utah has a history there and i was just so like blown away by like how weird it was so master you called Ask the buffest ET. That can't be the ET voice. Ask the buffest ET with an eye patch over his left <laughs> eye. Of course, it has an eye patch. Yes, I most certainly did. I need a job done. Do you understand ET on? Say again. ET on. Is that his name? That is the ET name of the uh, of the, the eye patch buff one. Yep. ET on. Okay. And that's capital E, capital T, E O N. So Etion. Oh, like Jolteon. It it well let's just getting it out of the way, each one's gonna be named that type they're of thing. They're all Etion? E T something. So their their first name is capital E T and then something. Mm-hmm. So just so we you know the spelling. Okay. Ask Kevin slowly, as if Etion didn't understand fast talk. Etion thought for a moment. In his mind, he was making out with goat cheese. I know. I this keep in mind these first few chapters were written by a twelve year old McKay. I, I know, don't that seems literally like LOL random, oh my gosh. I know. He then realized Kevin was getting very impatient, so he said No then kept thinking about the goat cheese. Worthless piece of garbage Nasty filth covered scumbag screamed Kevin as he thrust his claws into Etion's long neck. Into? Chunk. Chunk. Etion shook at the impact and tried to speak, but Kevin had penetrated his vocals. Now that's a fun word. That's a fun one. Did you say fun? Yeah, I like it. It's not real, though. I don't care. I like it. Oh, now you're getting behind it. Nice. Etion slowly lifted his arms, trying to fight back, but it was no use. Goodbye, Etion. Kevin screamed. Oh, and say hello to Satan for me. Oh my goodness. What an edge lord. <laughs> I know, really. Using his other arm, Kevin sliced off Etion's head. Green ooze fountained over Kevin's hair, changing his blonde highlights from bl- from oh, sorry, changing his highlights from blonde to green. Mm, okay. I do like the 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 verb fountained. Yeah, that's cool. It's really good. And it won't be as violent as that opening scene. I promise you, like, that was super dark. The most, the remaining violence, will, it won't be as disturbing. Mm. As, that someone, part was as, like as an E.T. gets cut. beheaded. As an yeah. E.T. Be, I say that yeah. as an E.T. gets beheaded. Kevin wiped his claws and, and head. Oh, yeah, with his head. And, no, and head. And continued speaking to E.T. Ox and okay. E.T. Mo. Sorry for the distraction, but that is the past, not the future. Because the future, for you, is to kill someone for me. I know, that's really weird. Doesn't that sound weird? What did what did Etion do to fail him? He was he was too distracted and Kevin grew impatient. He was thinking of making out with goat cheese, so Jeez. So yeah, already we're getting an idea of how ruthless Kevin is. Oh, he is pure. He is evil his own incarnate. Mother, his own mother, I guess his dad didn't do anything wrong. 
Um, and then Etiox dead. Mm-hmm. So he said, the future is you need to kill someone for me. Who? They asked. Hmm. Oh, an old rival. By the name of Marty Miller. Marty, sir, Etimo asked. Kevin smiled in a vulgar way. Why, of course. You see, he likes the same woman I do. We are mortal enemies. Well, he's mortal, Kevin mm. said, grinning. Why does why is Kevin doing this now? Why has Kevin not done this before? Well, isn't that the question you ask every story? Why did Voldemort wait to this? Why did... Well, because he's usually waiting to get something. It's usually like, oh, this night is when the power is revealed. Oh, maybe there's something... Maybe there's some deeper lore than Jordy. I doubt it. Oh! Wow. You have a little faith in me. Mm Mm-hmm. Etiox looked around, played with his longish fingers, and then looked at the ground. Longish. (laughs) Kevin was growing impatient. He couldn't stand to have the boy living any longer. Kevin shouted, You ignorant poop heads! What did they do this time? Why is he so mean? (laughs) They literally haven't done anything. Are you going to help your master? Or are you going to continue being as quiet as bleep mice? Bleep? Does it say bleep on it? It's the and sign, money sign, uh, hashtag, you know. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) As Kevin said this, his veins were getting more visible with each breath he took. His eyes were as huge as eggs, and his muscles were growing by the second. No, boss, please! Will help, I swear! Please, not the inner demon of Pan! What is... what? Itimo begged, kneeling on the ground and crying at the same time. (sighs) Fine. I'll let you live. Kevin said, looking disappointed that no more blood would be shed. Itimo danced in a weird way. Then it happened. Itimo's head split right down the middle, creating a perfect line of symmetry. Each half fell to the ground. Green ooze paraded down his brown chest. Itimo fell to the ground and was lost forever. What is happening? Who... Why is he just killing all of his minions? <laughs> They're disposable to him. <laughs> so? So? Have you not seen a villain just be like this? No, not this extreme. <laughs> he, look, he finds the race of ETs, the ET species it seems like, as disposable creatures of, of his own use. I'm not agreeing with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to explain it a bit. Mm-hmm. Etiox grinned. Don't worry, you did the right thing, Kevin, honestly. Now give me the locations for this Marty, and you'll be happy in no time. Kevin smiled in a calm way. Etiox, you are promoted to number 127. No longer are you my 128th best subordinate. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Wait, does that mean those other two must have been below him? So one of them was above Etiox. One of them, one yeah. was below him. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Okay. Etiox bowed his head reverently and said, I am honored to help you in your time of need. I really hope we get eventually like a list of all of the E.T. names. Yeah, that may be in a bonus episode. <laughs> like E.T. Oh, I can't even think of any names. Let's see. E.T. Lee. E.T. Lee. Mamma mia. (laughs) 
Well, I need to call number 74 to help you on this quest. This will only take a minute, Kevin said as he pulled out his cell. Oh, by the way, Master, why did you kill Itimo? You said you'd let him live, didn't yeah, you? I'm curious, too. Etiox asked in an interested tone. Oh, simply because no servant of mine will be begging for their life. Did he, was he begging for his life? Yeah, he was on his knees saying, thank you, please don't kill me. Jeez. Kevin replied, chewing on Etimo's left pinky finger. Ew. Etiox uh... <laughs> nodded and reached into his pocket and pulled out a very large bazooka. Then he put it back in. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that cinematically. Like, <laughs> it's useless. It's he pointless. He pulls it out and like it's doesn't pointless. say anything about it. Doesn't <laughs> do anything. Just puts it back in. No, you're right. You're right. It'd be hilarious. Hello? Oh, well, hi, Itoxu. I have a mission for you. Itoxu? Itoxio. Is that an E-T? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Kevin's calling number 74. And number 74 is Itoxio. Yep. Okay. I have a mission for you. I need you to partner up with Etiox and... Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, then. See you in an hour. Ta-ta. That was really well acted, babe. Thank you, mm-hmm. said, said Kevin. Then he hung up his phone and breathed deeply. He then lifted the dead corpse of Etimo and dumped it in the trash. That, that's good food right there. What are you doing? <laughs> I know, he was eating. Maybe the pinky finger was more just for, like, a snack. I mean, he already ate his mom's nose. Yeah, you must be getting full. He's getting full. Yeah. Watch that figure. I mean, just based on how he's written and how his voice... And just to be clear, this voice isn't something I pictured... Like, as I was rereading this now for the podcast, this was a voice I had planned out back when I wrote it. Really? This is how I always read it. And you all remember it? Yeah, because it was very, I think it was very queer-coded. Yeah, I can can hear that. Like, it was very, like, very effeminate, which is fine. I mean, I think it was part of the, you know, like, I I mean, I'm a gay man. (laughs) Yeah. So he threw him in the trash, right? Mm-hmm. Just then, a triangle of red light appeared, and down came a pale gray E.T. with wings. This must be the supreme E.T. The E.T. had one red eye on its extremely large head, and a pair of sharp fangs protruded from his mouth. His ferocious wings flapped, huge gusts of wind each second. Itoxio, what is an E.T. of your level doing here? Your level? What is this world? <laughs> this is an easy mission. All we have to do is kill this kid, right? It can't be that hard at all. Etiox scoffed. Kevin smirked, waving his finger in a taunting way. Oh, you don't get it. This kid is an easy kill mission, like the president. You see, he has powers. Certain abilities that could probably kill me. He is not going to be easy, I can assure you that. This mission could be fun. Kevin said, giggling in a gay way. <laughs> did you write that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> giggling in a gay way? <laughs> I guess, is that gay? You're the gay guy. Man, is, boys, is that gay? <laughs> boys, is it gay It gave me laugh? a weird look. Is it because of the present thing? Yeah, what the heck? It was just saying, it was supposed to be this snarky, like, comment, like, he, he, even, Kevin is so powerful and, like, advanced and, methodical that taking out the president seemed like an easy job to him but for some reason marty miller is a little bit more serious 
Okay. Yeah. The ETs grinned at each other and rolled up their sleeves, revealing two shiny blue watches. Watches that could tell time, exactly accurate, and no coordinates for anyone if you gathered enough info. Oh, okay. I don't know what the exactly accurate means. Have like you had a lot of watches that weren't were accurate? <laughs> I don't know. I guess they don't need to keep readjusting them from daylight savings times or like slight minute differences, that sort of thing. Hmm. The, the watches also had other special powers. So tell us, where is the prey? Does he know we're coming? Asked Itoxio in a freaky, moaning voice. Kevin smiled and replied, No, not yet. We are going to surprise him. Here, he lives on 53 Milk Thistle Lane. Now, off before you nauseate me. Kevin waved his hands, and then the two ETs were off. As they faded off into the distance, Kevin smiled and tapped his chin with a slender and pointy-nailed finger. Hmm, maybe they might survive after all. The ETs? Yeah. Okay. And then it cuts. So now we're somewhere else. Ah! He's coming! I swear to you, he's evil! Run! They're coming to kill us all! Bam! The boisterous and worried Marty was bonked on the head. Ow! Why'd you hit me? It's true. He is coming, along with his E.T. minions! Screamed Marty, the 12-year-old boy whom Kevin wanted to kill. Oh, shut up. You shouldn't hate him just because he likes the same woman as you do. Said Jason Douglas, pinching. Sorry, do you think we're ever gonna ever like hear from this quote unquote woman? Yeah, we are. Oh, okay. We are, we are, don't worry. Okay. I just want to make sure she's not just there as a plot point. Well, she's still a plot point, probably. Okay. But she has a name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't worry. Mm -hmm. The woman. So Jason Jason Douglas told him to shut up, pinching Marty's cheeks and rolling his eyes like a mad villain. Jason dropped Marty on the dead grass and sighed. What's wrong with you? Isn't your stupidity level high enough already? Think what others will think. They will suspect you're losing your mind. Wait, so people are aware of Kevin's existence. Because people are telling like, oh, why are you upset? You just like the same girl as you. Yeah, he goes to the same school. <laughs> and people... <laughs> People have no idea he's A evil. polygamous ET lord? Not a clue. I mean, the polygamist is dead giveaway, but I mean... <laughs> I'm just... Would you have multiple rings on your finger? Would you have multiple rings on your ring finger? You know, I never Polygamists, thought please email us. Please Let us know how the ring situation works. But no, that's a good question to ask, Jordan. Like, so here's the thing. Here's the setup. Marty is suspicious of Kevin, right? He thinks Marty's... Or, Marty thinks Kevin is coming to kill him with his ETs. He believes ETs are real. Does no one else believe ETs are real? Based on Jason, he's saying, "You knock it off, man. You need to stop. People are going to think you're going, you're losing your mind. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not, Marty argued. I'm a perfectly healthy preteen. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm bound to get my first armpit hair soon. Ugh. I'm just a little slow is all. God. So get off my case. And Marty is you, right? Yeah, Marty's basically me, so... You'd even change the letters, like McKay, Marty. That's how how I always do it. I'm sorry. It's okay. So originally this was wrote McKay and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whoever my crush was in high school, or middle school, or whatever. So I've had to change all these names for name... 
you know, to be safe, I'm not going to use all the names. And to make it a better story, I'm just going to change it. So it's mm-hmm. Marty Miller. And yes, I was back then I was excited to get a first armpit hair. Yeah. Okay. So when just, just know if anything embarrassing or you're like, huh, that's weird, happens to Marty, you, the listener, <laughs> know that's McKay. McKay's writing about that about himself. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. And we can we can debate whether that's the case. You know, like if something comes up, we can discuss it. And, and if there's anything gay <laughs> that the villain does, that's McKay's like internalized homo- homosexuality. Like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, but not in a bad way. It's like, I don't, well, I don't know. I mean, he's a straight up murderer, but you know, not in a bad way. <laughs> Marty turned around, starting to pout. But then he saw a blonde haired kid with glasses. It was his best friend and embarrassing, not so secret crush. Sadie. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Not so secret. Secret crush. Oh, okay. Yeah, obviously it's not secret at all. But it's supposed to be secret. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sadie. Oh, geez. You had to stay in doing work for a long time. I'm so glad you're out now, though, Marty said, blushing. Sadie started to smile. But then she sighed as a loud ringing filled the playground. Dang it. The bell rang. Man, I wanted to play. Oh, well, guess there's always tomorrow. As Marty and Sadie went back into the school, something made Marty sick. Also, I like that Sadie didn't even, like, respond to Marty. (laughs) Sadie might as well have just ignored Marty completely. Well, I think she got... (laughs) He was like, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, So she was... No, that's a good point. But as she was going up, like, yeah, yeah. The bell immediately rings. So as soon as she comes out, the bell rings and she doesn't even have time. Yeah, but she didn't even say anything. She was like, oh, dang, the bell rang. Well, (laughs) because... Okay, fine. She does not care. Yeah, she might... It might not be reciprocated, And maybe that's... Maybe that's reflective of McKay's first crush. Like, he... Yeah, maybe it wasn't reciprocated. (laughs) Yeah. Like, my first crush, it was so romantic, like, in his head. But, like, in reality, like, she didn't even give him the time of day. Yeah, that could be true. As Marty and Sadie went back into the school, something made Marty sick. A feeling as if someone was just about ready to kill him, but there wasn't. (laughs) At least, not here. (laughs) I know, the way I wrote this. Is that his power? Does he feel sick when there's danger? maybe. Is that a spider sense? His Marty sense? His Marty sense is tingling. It could be. Do you, is that reflective of you? Do you feel sick when you're about to feel danger? I think, I think it's meant to be... A not-so-clever form of foreshadow that I put into the book, you know? What do you mean? That was plenty clever. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're playing with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. As Marty picked up his things for the day, he had the urge to urinate. Thanks for letting us know. I really needed that. (laughs) I was very, very blunt as a, you know, as a sixth grader. You know, that's, that's what I've been saying for years, that we need to get more into books, is when do they go to the bathroom? They never talk about that enough. Yeah, and, and it's and it's like for TV shows, like they never eat, or as soon as they sit down to eat, they immediately pull out their wallet, get in, a, you know, get upset by someone, pull out money and say, "Here, enjoy," and they never just have a food conversation. It's a dang conspiracy, I tell you. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I've never done that in my life. Maybe that's just indicative of having good friends and like sitting through my meals I plan for, but I've never just like up and got out here. Enjoy your lunch. Mm-hmm. But that happens so much. It's weird, I tell you. He walked into the restroom and gasped. Smeared on the mirror was a lifeless body 
of an E.T. <laughs> Above the E.T. squished body were words written in green ooze. You will die. Uh, oh my gosh, Marty thought, shuddering and sweat dripping down his face. I'm gonna die. End of chapter. <laughs> I'm going to die, and I still haven't even gone to the bathroom yet. <laughs> and that is the end of chapter one. Dang. Kevin's sick, twisted plan. We still don't know what it is yet. But it is it is being, it is going full force. It is on the go. It is in action. Is it? The ETs are on their way. There's a threat. There's a... They, Obviously not. The ET's dead. There's no more threat. No, but the threat is you will die written in ET blood. Who did that? We don't know, but assumably Kevin. Or mm. one of the ETs, maybe Toxio. He's really burning through these henchmen, like, real fast. I know. So, <laughs> what are your thoughts on chapter one? There are, I can let you know, there are 12 more chapters in this book. What are your thoughts? Any theories? Theories? <laughs> well, I guess that the, there's the one theory that he has a danger sense of some sort, and that's his okay. power. That's a pretty cool theory. Um... Do you think it's specifically only when feeling sick, or I don't, I don't is know it if any danger of any sort. Danger of any sort, I think. Um, I don't know what power Kevin has. It seems like he can just play flute. So yeah, he has a. And don't I'll say this to you now. Don't be surprised when a certain object or concept comes into play and is never heard from again. Huh. We might not hear from that flute ever again. But mm. no, it was a fun idea. Yeah. What's a fun idea? So yeah, he has the flute. He has claws and sharp teeth. Because remember, he yeah. he chomped a nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and a claw. You know, he has claws. So it what's seems- his plan for avoiding police capture after they investigate the murder of his mother? I don't know. He's probably gonna have to keep low profile mm. when he's on the playground. <laughs> But I don't. To be honest, I don't think he's too worried about uh, school. Uh, are these ETs true to what they look like in the movie? Good question. Because they can't run fast, nor do they have any offensive abilities of any kind. Oh, like in the movie? In the movie, they're just they're like herbivores. They're very. They're yeah. You're right. They're. I think they're botanists actually. Yeah, they don't have any uh, offensive abilities of any kind. You're tr- That's right. ET is. I don't think he ever did a like physical he can yell out loud yeah that so let's get into that a whole you know a big part of why this was written is because et's were my biggest phobia out of anything in the world at this time a ridiculous phobia but no i saw the movie et the extraterrestrial and that crop scene part where he pops out and screams the original cut not the one where they make him cgi and all that nonsense he is a friendly critter but when he's the lighting and the the shining of the flashlight and the crops and his eyes are he huge, is not scary. Go back to you, you. You can't see that being scary for a, a ten year old. Yeah, maybe. I guess. Isn't there a, isn't there a movie that maybe gave you some childhood trauma? I mean, maybe, but it's probably actual scary stuff, not the friendly ET. <laughs> well, yeah, he's friendly later, but that part was freaky. Yeah, that's true. Let us know if you ha- you also were freaked out by that scene. Yeah, were you freaked out by ET at all, or did you fall for his friendly brown charm? <laughs> hey, he's a cutie. Yeah, he's 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 cute. I've 
Look, over the years, I've embraced him. I have an E.T. plush. We'll post pictures of me with it. Yeah. I love the E.T. ride is one of my favorite rides of all time at Universal <laughs> that Studios. Was so funny. You're so mean. The last time we went to the theaters, McKay had hyped up this ride so much. He's like, oh my gosh. And then this happens. And at the very end, they like read off your card and they'll say your name like, goodbye, this, your name. <laughs> And, like, we're riding this ride, and McKay is the most excited. And we get to the very end, and it's just silent. The anima- it's so sad. The ride is so old. And the animatronic just goes... <laughs> McKay was sad And it doesn't say either of our names. I was so sad. Oh, I was so, so sad. Funny. I hope... I hope during the you know the COVID, you know the pandemic they've been able to make tweaks. No, I think they've torn it Let, down. Listen, <laughs> I slapped you. They did not tear it down. That is make room for bigger and better things. Do you know how iconic of a ride that is? When you're flying over the city, it looks like a city. That panorama, that is so iconic. The city lights as it, you're on the bikes. Think about how easy it'd be to adapt that into Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> You're an a-hole. I mean, you're right, though. You're they're they're gonna do that. <laughs> I don't think they own Stranger Things, but it seems like an easy oh, adaptation. Oh gosh. Oh man, they're gonna do that for sure. I mean, probably. Just like how they wrote, we talked about it last episode, the Tower of Terror. Mm. They're gonna do something like that, and I I've, I dread it. I have a feeling once McKay rides the new Tower of Terror, he's gonna love it because I think because Rocket yeah, Raccoon oh. is. Rocket Raccoon is like one of McKay's favorite okay, characters. Okay, okay. Yeah, I forgot Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, he's like he's, the main He's thing in my of top five of Marvel characters. And he's like the main thing of that ride. It's, oh, is he really? Yeah, it's him. Like, he's like, hey, uh, I see you're trying to escape. Like, let me mess with some stuff and try to get you out. And like, the thing going up and down is like the rocket, like trying to escape this tower. And he's like, let me just tweak this here. And Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm less peeved that a Guardians of the Galaxy ride was created I'm what upsets me is the hijacking, the cultural destruction that was what was done to the Tower of Terror. They co- coerced it into its like if it would I think the Tower of Terror was on its way out. No, but on its way out. Like it wasn't even if it was problematic, I get that. Like get rid of it. Down with the system. But if if it's a I think it just wasn't iconic enough because you have older rides like the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean that haven't changed all, all that much, but it's they're iconic. Yeah, but the Haunted Mansion got Eddie Murphy to kind of revamp things. It was a great movie. I'm not... Da- I actually... Well, well, last time Jordan what? put it on the TV, I fell asleep. Yeah. It's really good. It's probably one of my yeah, top... I'll give top it another shot. Movies. Yeah, I love that movie. Another shot. Um, anything else we want to say on this chapter? Any cool... Uh, I mean, follow us on socials for previews of uh, the next chapters. That's ReadWritePod on Twitter, reading my writings on Facebook and Instagram, and ReadWritePod at gmail.com to send us any questions, theories. What you thinking? Yeah, is it... How you feeling? What do you think... Well, what? Where do you think the story's going? What do you think of the characters? I, give them some time to grow. It's chapter mm-hmm. one. Yeah. We're just being introduced to two completely different, you know, people... They have one common, I guess, rivalry, which is they had a crush on the same girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm guessing you have no else to say, right? No, I have no more theories. <laughs> I don't. No, it doesn't. Need I, to be theories, I have a theory but... that Sadie's going to be underdeveloped, and you're not going to hear a lot from her. How's that for a theory? <laughs> you're so brutal. <laughs> 
I have a theory that Sadie's probably going to be the only female character in this entire book. Well, I... Uh, Besides uh, any weird female ETs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see I was, you. Here I was celebrating my win. <laughs> I can see you. I can see the wheels turning in your head. You're like, haha, I got Jordan. And I'm like, no, that does not count. <laughs> Well, we don't even know if there are going to be female ETs. No, so we'll I have a feeling there's going to be now. I think a, a, a vessel burst by, at that call out. Mm, good. My, my forehead hurts. Good. Okay, well then we'll end there then. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for chapter two. I'm McKay Nelson. And I'm Jordan Hansen. Be happy and stay creative. Bye, everyone. Bye. Oh, oh no. They're coming for me. Bye.